Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Gernon, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Reading has been shown to put our brains into a pleasurable trance-like state, similar to meditation, bringing deep relaxation and inner calm. People who read regularly sleep better, have lower stress levels, higher self-esteem and lower rates of depression than those who don't. In addition, recent research conducted by LinkedIn found that the best way to ensure that you're happy in your job is to spend more time learning. Learning is something that I love to do as long as I can remember. I was always in the front row at school, putting my hand up to ask questions, driving the teachers mental, I'm sure. But when I started working, I kind of lost that. Work took over and I thought I didn't have time to read unless it was work related. The only thing I was reading were emails, work reports and performance reviews. Can you relate? But a few years ago, I created a bedtime ritual for myself that includes reading. I go to bed most nights about half nine, ten o'clock with a book and sometimes a cup of tea and get lost in the wonderful world of my imagination. I often journal straight after too to write down my key takeaways. I tend to read a lot of self-development books and business books, which really started when I was searching for answers about why I was so unhappy in myself and to try figure out my life purpose. I have learned so much from consuming thousands of books and videos and articles, completing courses and hiring coaches. I love passing that knowledge on to you. And then, of course, at a much more detailed level to my VIP clients in my signature program, Powerhouse Revolution. My program is packed full of training videos, resources based on my many years of learning, trying and failing in the area of personal development. And I'm constantly adding new ones as I learn. A medium actually once told me that Lucy, she said, you're here to spread your knowledge and support others. And that's exactly what I'm sharing today. Now, this was really hard as there are so many, but these ones just stood out. So sit back, relax and be inspired. I link all the books in the show notes so you can go and grab the ones that tickle your fancy. Book number one is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. This book is literally the definitive guide to breaking bad behaviors and adopting good ones in four steps, which really show us how small incremental everyday routines compound into massive positive change over time. It's all of the power of those atomic changes that 1% better each day at the end of the year, you know, it equates to something massive. So this book is really practical. That's what I loved about this, as it makes it really easy for you to put all of the steps into action. The author, James Clear, he's well renowned for his research in this area and his simple methodologies of how he explains things. 
So basically, he says there are four laws to forming new habits. He suggests, number one, make it obvious. So in order to build a new habit, you've got to really look at your environment. He suggests that the environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. So if you want to form any new habit whatsoever, it all starts with your environment. So for example, I had a really bad habit of sitting at my desk and eating chocolate from my desk drawer. (laughs) This was really unhealthy and because they were there, I ate them. So instead, I decided, you know what, if you want to stop eating all these sugary things, because I was just working all the time and it was easy for me to eat my little Reese's or a twirl or something like that that I love, I got rid of them and I replaced them with a fruit bowl in my office instead. And I formed a new stacking habit all because I looked at my environment. So whatever habit you want to change, it all starts with your environment and making it obvious that this is going to make it easier for you. The second law is to make it attractive. So James shares how to make a habit irresistible and find the cause and fix your bad habits. You've got to make it attractive, right? You have to want to do it. So he say, for example, if you wanted to build a new habit of exercise, there must be a reward at the end of it. It needs to be something that you want to do. So for example, I used to have a habit that I had established during lockdown where I exercised five days a week and it was literally for about two years. Um, But my reward was that I'd only ever allow myself to wash my hair on the days I exercised. So if I didn't exercise, my hair stayed greasy and that used to freak me out. So I'd go around with greasy hair. So I mean, I still try to be honest, I've kind of lost that habit because since I started my business, I've built in new habits in my way of working. So I'm trying to figure out how I can build back in exercise into my day because being honest, it's kind of, um, it's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. I'm not as good as I used to be. But every time I have greasy hair, it still triggers that within me to go, okay, you cannot wash this unless you go for a walk. You've got to go to an exercise class. You've got to do something because that's my reward at the end of it is to wash my hair. Okay. Not that I go around greasy hair, but you know what I mean. The third law in the book is he says you've got to make it easy. So for a habit to stick, it has to be easy for you to attain. You need to set realistic goals and set yourself up for success. So for example, if you want to stop eating junk, remove it from your house. If you want to, you know, exercise, stick it in your calendar set yourself up for success and just make it easy for you to do this because, you know, there's no point saying, okay, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week. I'm going to get up at 5am. Like that, if you're going from the couch to that, the likelihood of you sticking to that, in my opinion, is probably slim to none because to me, that sounds like a lot of hard work, right? So you've got to think about what's realistic for you, for you to attain, what would be easy for you to slot into your routine in whatever, you know, whatever ha- new habit you're looking to build. These are the principles you need to kind of think about. And the final law, he says, is to make it satisfying. Um, so this is the cardinal rule of behavior change. And he shares about the importance of an accountability partner and so much more. But really, at the end of the day, you know, it's got to work for you. 
So what I love most about this book is there's a chapter summary at the end of each chapter with key points as well as loads of diagrams to make it really easy to explain. So if you're a visual learner like me, you will find this book really useful, really great. Um, it's the kind of thing you can kind of chunk read as well. You know, it's, it's, it's just, I just love the way he lays it out. Um, and if I was to think about my biggest takeaway from this book, it would be the concept of habit stacking. So in order to form new habits, it's really useful for you to form a habit and stack it on top of another habit that's already formed. Okay. So we're creatures of habit and we actually operate on autopilot most of the time. So if you can build a new habit into a habit that's already existing, you're far more likely to be successful because it's like, you know, I wanted to say started, I wanted to start listening to new, more podcasts, more educational podcasts. So I built that habit in with my walk. So instead of listening to music, I built this habit, which was I put on my runners, I get my AirPods, I stick on a podcast. And now that's like a new habit. And I've built that habit for myself. And now I get to, I suppose, develop myself a little bit more. So I want you to think about, you know, what habits do you currently have that are positive habits? For example, we all get up in the morning, you know, you brush your teeth, you go to the bathroom, you have your shower. And then that's where you can kind of slot in a new habit, right? Or like your nighttime ritual is probably very much the same. We're, we're creatures of habits. So it's really about looking at your your current habits and finding where you could stack in a new one in order to, I suppose, improve your life. This book is truly everything you need to know to break bad habits and make new ones. So if you go to the show notes, www.lucygarnan.com forward slash 018, I will link it for you there so you can go and grab it. It's definitely one that you definitely do not want to miss out on if you haven't already read this because it's amazing. The second book I would like to talk about today is a revolutionary kind of spiritual book called The Power of Now by the amazing spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle. Um, My favorite, one of my favorite quotes from the book is, realize deeply that the present moment is all you have. Make the now the primary focus of your life. So that really is, I suppose, the book summed up in a nutshell. Many of us spend so much time either ruminating about the past or worrying about the future that we miss out on the very reason we're here, which is to experience life in the here and now. So this book shows you that every minute you spend worrying about the future or regretting the past is a minute lost because really all you have is to live in the present moment, the now. And the book gives you actionable strategies to start living every minute as it occurs. So the reason we regret and worry about a lot of things lies in the way our minds work. So you know I'm always talking about mindset and it is everything. The constant stream of consciousness and thoughts in our head, which basically plays 24-7, is basically mostly preoccupied with two things. The past, or the future. So Tole says that the only important time is the one we think about the least, which is the present. It's the here and now. The reason only the present matters is that everything happens here. Everything you feel and sense takes place in the present moment. So when you think about it, the past is nothing more than, you know, a collection of present moments that have gone by 
And the future is just a collection of present moments waiting to arrive. So really living in any other moment other than the present is useless. So, you know, if you need to meet a deadline for next week, rather than regretting all the time you procrastinated or worrying about the big workload that's to come to help you get there, that's not going to help you. You are actually wasting your energy. And this is something I share all the time is that you have a, you know, you have a finite amount of energy within you every single day. And you get to choose where you focus that energy and where you focus your energy and where you focus your thoughts really dictate the outcome of your day. So if you're thinking about the past and worrying about what he said or what you said or what you should have done or, you know, holding resentment against other people, you're living back in the past and you're not missing, you're missing out on the here and now. So in the book, again, I would really encourage you to go grab this one because he talks about how to let go of the pain from the past so that you can be more present. And he recognize, he, he shares two tools in the book, which I think are really, really powerful. We all have pain from the past. Every single person has some sort of, you know, pain or trauma from the past. And yes, there are different extremes, but how we feel about them inside are the same. Okay. And how a person, how you may perceive a person may be nothing like what's really going on in their internal world. Okay. So in order for you to let go of the pain of the past, like I said, he recommends two things. Number one, constantly ask yourself, what will my next thought be? So this is based on an effect from physics called the quantum Zeno effect. And it says that you can freeze any system in its current state by constantly observing it. So I'm always talking to you about becoming an observer of your thoughts. And that is really to freeze you in your tracks and bring you into the present moment. So asking yourself this question, what will my next thought be? Over and over again, will usually delay your actual next thought, therefore giving you enough time to realize how much time you actually spend in autopilot mode. This way you can start interrupting your mind and separating yourself from it. So I'm going to say that again. This way you can start interrupting your mind and separating yourself from it because so many of us are so identified with our thoughts that you don't realize that you are a completely separate entity. You are your soul, you are your spirit merely living in a body and those thoughts that are occurring are are not necessarily true, okay? I just want to pause this episode for a second to tell you about something super exciting that I'm hosting on the 22nd of May and it's absolutely free. It's my brand new imposter syndrome breakthrough masterclass. I cannot wait because in this one hour masterclass, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling to execute with confidence and feeling not good enough and confused as to how you can make changes to exploding your personal confidence in your leadership role and eliminating imposter syndrome for good so you can make the impact you want to make while maintaining balance and having a lot more fun too. Trust me, this is going to be so worth an hour of your time. Head over to lucygarden.com forward slash masterclass right now to save your seat.
The second tool he shares is to stop judging your thoughts and urges. So I've talked to you before about this judge. We all have this big internal judge that judges ourselves, others and situations. Okay, but your judge is just not useful. It's not going to help you be in a positive mindset. It's not going to help you have a good life. So by stop judging your thoughts and urges, it will help you to listen to your body and learn to accept the constant negative thoughts in your head about what you should have done or you should have said. So the next time you start thinking about that, you know, I should have said this in that meeting, just listen to that voice that says you should have done better. You should have done better, but don't act on it. So I'm going to say it again. The next time you start thinking about what you should have said or done, listen to the voice with curiosity. Listen to it telling you what you should have done, but don't act on it. Don't give it your power. Notice it. See it. Accept that it's there, but don't believe it. So I'm going to say that again. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. When you start beating yourself up in your head about what you should have done or said, Notice that voice, see it, accept that it's there, but don't believe it. So these two tools that he shares in the book will help you to separate your body from your always on thought driven mind. And then you'll be in less pain because you resist the things that you can't change a lot less. So this book really made me realize that I was missing out on the here and now. I was either ruminating about the past or worrying about the future. But by doing this, I was missing out on the present moment. Now, a lot of my clients tell me that they really wish that they could be more present because they find themselves exactly as I'm saying now, caught in the past or worrying about tomorrow. So I'm really hoping that these tools will help you. And again, if you practice them regularly, they become second nature, okay? If you're always stuck in your head worrying, you're just missing out on the wonder of life. And This really made me realize how much time I was wasting and it was definitely the start of my spiritual awakening. I can see things so clearly now, whereas in the past I was so stuck in my own head, feeling sorry for myself, I was a victim and all these horrible things I didn't want to be. Life is for living and this book definitely helped me to be more present with both myself and those around me. So again, I would really encourage you if this is resonating with you to go and grab this book. You can find the link at the show notes at lucygarnan.com forward slash 018. If I was to sum up maybe like three key takeaways for this book, they would probably be number one, life is just a series of present moments. Number two, all pain that you experience is as a result of resistance to things that you cannot change. So I'm going to say that one again. All pain is a result of resistance to the things that you cannot change. And then number three, you can free yourself from this pain by accepting it, constantly observing your mind and not judging your thoughts. So this book really was life-changing for me. It has sold millions of copies worldwide and it was on Oprah's book club. So if you want to be more present, if you want to stop worrying about the here and now, you have got to read this. So go to the show notes and definitely, definitely pick this one up. 
he actually wrote another book called A New Earth, which I will probably do another episode on another time because that book too was just truly life changing for me. But for now, we'll just start with The Power of Now. And then the third and final book that I'm going to be sharing with you today that changed my life was The Chimp Paradox. So this book was written by Professor Steve Peters um, in the UK and he he is a psychiatrist and he works with a lot of top elite athletes on mindset and things and he came up with this analogy of the chimp paradox which really helps to describe to the layperson I guess how our brains work but it's really intuitive and I love it. So it's a really incredible, powerful mind management model that can help you become a happy, confident, healthier and more successful person. So in the book, he explains the struggle that takes place within your mind. He then shows you how to apply this understanding to every area of your life so that you can recognize how your mind is working, understand and manage your emotions and thoughts and manage yourself and become the person that you would really like to be. So I'll share now a quick synopsis of the chimp model. But if you go to the show notes at lucygarnan.com forward slash 018, I'll stick in a little graphic there and I link to um, his own website so you can read more about it. But it's a very powerful mind management model that can help you become happier, more confident, healthier and in general, like more successful, right? So it's everything that you want to be. Um, And I would pull on a lot of the teachings from all of these, I suppose, books when I work with you in a one-to-one setting as well to help to guide you and support you based on where you're at in that point in time. But the model offers a simple, really kind of simplified way of understanding our two thinking brains and how we can learn to use them to the best of our ability. It's a really simple representation to help with the understanding of the neuroscience and it can help you to make sense of how that, you know, how the human race have been in the past, how we are now, and then how you can change yourself and manage yourself for the future. So he explains that there are three parts to the human mind. So you have the parietal lobe, which is what he calls the computer. You have the frontal cortex, which is the human, which is the real you. And then you have the limbic system, which is the chimp. Okay, so I'm going to break that down just so you can understand it a little bit more. So we'll start with the human. So this is the conscious thinking system in the brain. And this is you, right? This is the real you at the at the core of who you are. And only you can decide how you would like to be in life and how you would like to live your life. And the human's basis for thinking, therefore, is in facts and logic. But this can take time to piece together. Okay, so the human will always think not with emotion, but with facts and logic. Unlike the counterpart, the chimp, which is the limbic system, which really is that primitive part of the brain that messes us all up. So this is the the primitive system in the brain, which you do not control. You as the human do not control. The chimp can think for itself and works with the drives and instincts for surviving in the jungle. The chimp's basis for thinking is feelings, impressions and emotions. And it's highly emotional, highly impulsive and quick to react. So if you're ever in a conflict situation, um, the chimp is going to be that first person, that first part of you that is going to react. But then you, the human, later on have to clean up the pieces. Okay. 
And then the other part of the brain is the computer. So this is the reference point for both the human and the chimp. And this is where all your beliefs about what's right, what's important in the world, all of your memories, your advice from past experiences, everything. It's like your storage system. It's your it's your storage really um, for everything in your brain. Now, while this area does not think for itself, the computer can be the pro, it can be programmed to take action in certain circumstances. Okay. So in the book, he really explains that when an event occurs, the way our minds work is unfortunately the chimp gets the information first because the primary function of that and which is why it overrides the human part of you is because its primary function is to is to ensure survival of the human species. So it's for procreation and survival. OK, so this is where all this fight or flight gets activated and everything like that. So if the chimp something occurs and the chimp feels there is no threat, it will then pass the information on to the human part of your brain. And then at that point, as the human, you will reference your computer and take the information from that in order to make a logical data driven decision. So, for example, if you're in a meeting and um, you're presented with some data and you're in the moment and you're in your flow and you're feeling you're just looking at the data and you're learning, you're just processing that you're making decisions from a logical standpoint because there's no threat around you. However, if your boss stands up and starts questioning the data that you're presenting or questioning something about you, that is going to activate that um, that part of your nervous system that is going to get you into fight or flight, which is all originating from this chimp. Okay, so all of a sudden your chimp perceives, oh shit, there's something about to go down here. I need to get ready to fight. And you may start getting defensive and you may start trying to defend yourself. But then you might go home later on and it's the human who ends up cleaning up the mess that the chimp has made. So the good news is, is that you can give your mind a new program. And I always talk about this. You know, there's different ways that you can explain how the mind works, but that they're all essentially saying the same thing. We all have a subconscious mind, which is your computer for all the world which is part of it. And this holds all of your beliefs. It holds all of your memories. It it holds everything. So it's really important if you want to change your mindset that you want to start giving that subconscious part of your mind a new program. You want to give that computer new information about your beliefs, about yourself, others and the world so that you can begin to control that chimp. Because if the chimp goes to the computer and sees, okay, actually, the last time that the boss um, challenged me or whatever, it was, you know, it wasn't personal. He was trying to get more information. You're going to respond in a much calmer tone and a much more calm, you know, a calmer response as opposed to if your chimp references the computer and feels you're going to get in trouble. Okay, so this book is if you're interested in learning more about your mind and how your mind works, I find this book absolutely fascinating. So again, if you go to the show notes, www.lucygarnan.com 018, I will link the book there and I'll also link um, a link to the author's website so you can go on and read more about the chimp paradox. So there you have it. There are my top three books for World Book Day that changed my life and brought me closer to my journey to success, balance and happiness. So go to the show notes at lucygarnan.com forward slash 018 and definitely, definitely pick up these books. They're so, so good. 
So that's it for this week's episode. I hope that you found this insightful and I've given you some inspiration to pick up a new book or to start reading again. Or if you already have these books, maybe it's time to go back with a pen and paper and take a few notes and start putting some of these um, tools into action. So I would love if you enjoyed this show, if you could hit that follow button on whatever podcast app that you listen to me on and leave me a review. You'd really be helping me out. And if you want to learn a little bit more about me behind the scenes, come over to Instagram. That's where I show a lot of my life behind the scenes. You'll get to see me in my home sometimes if I'm out and about. I often share journeys that I'm on and things. So come over to Instagram and follow me there if you don't already. My handle is Lucy. Garnon, L-U-C-Y-G-E-R-N-O-N. So that's it. Until next time, have a great week and I'll talk to you then.